Hey everyone, welcome to Harley Davidson Podcast. My name is Matthew Gardapi and today we're talking with a local Milwaukee legend, two-wheeled enthusiast, restaurant entrepreneur, and the co-creator of Mama Tried Motorcycle Show, Scott Johnson. Scott, thanks for coming on the show, man. Hey, Matt. How's it going? <laughs> that was pretty excellent. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, how the heck are you doing these days? Are you uh, staying busy? Yeah, I've, I got. we got lots going on. The first week or so was like a little bit of a downtime, like trying to figure out what the quarantine was all about. And then after that, it's just been like 100 miles an hour. So yeah, I know we were talking earlier. Um, this hasn't really like slowed down at all as far as our work stuff. It just keeps getting crazier. So glad to see you're, you're making your way through it. I'm kind of excited for this podcast because uh, me and you have known each other for a while. We've worked together. We've shared some hangs. Well, I guess first, man, like you've been doing motorcycle stuff forever. So I, I kind of just want to know like, how and when did motorcycles enter your life? Um, I was pretty lucky because my dad uh, is pretty mechanically inclined. And so he built my brother. I have a little brother. I'm the oldest of three. And I have a little brother who's a couple years younger than I am. When we grew up together, like we did everything together. We were best friends. And when we were young, our dad built us a little Briggs and Stratton mini bike. When we kind of outgrew that, he got us a YZ80 uh, Yamaha to share. So we kind of got to grow up around riding motorcycles and uh, dirt bikes. That's kind of how it started. And that, I mean, that, that, that kind of like really set the hook and it's been like just a nonstop thing ever since. Like it's just motorcycles for me and my brother still are just like, it's every day. It's, you know, that's like half of my life of like all the things I think about. It's been, you know, passion's not really the word because it's more like a, I don't know. It's like an extension of, my personality or just like, I don't know, it's everything in life to me. So that's awesome, man. So your dad was all about it. How was mom? Was mom like super supportive about you guys getting bikes and racing and stuff? Yeah, she was. She was really, she was really good about it. You know, we were, we kind of grew up in that time that it was, maybe it was my parents specifically or parents just in general, but like my mom would, you know, give us breakfast and then just shoo us out of the house and like, didn't expect to see us until like dinner time. And we'd come home, you know, covered in soot or smelling like gas or all scraped up with raspberries and cuts on us. And she would just, she would just shake our, her head and just direct us to the bathroom to wash our hands. You know, it was just like, she never really asked what we were doing. She was like super loving. It wasn't like she was uh, not a super great mom who encouraged us and she did everything. She just like, she just never kind of was like a worry ward about us. And And I give her a lot of credit for that, her and my dad, because they... You know, I I feel like if I, I don't have kids, but if I had a kid, I'd be like, where were you? What were you doing? Like, how did it go? You know, I'd just have a million questions. And they were just like, yeah, do you have fun? Cool. You know, like that's a pretty big cut on your arm. Is that going to be OK? You know, you talked about a lot of different and I, I knew that already from your past that you, um, you know, you had a, a love for the metric stuff and a lot of different other styles of racing, particularly the cafe racer stuff. I know we've talked about that before. And but then you were telling me like how you first your first like Harley experiences and how you kind of just started falling in love with that. Can you go like a little deeper into that? I think it was like when the first Bel Air opened and was like the last couple of years of doing Rocker Box. It was like the street festival that I used to do um, in front of the original Fuel, and that we did that for like ten years, and that was a lot of fun, and that attracted a lot of Harley people. And my world was mostly metric at that time. I just kind of started getting to be exposed to more and more Harley people. 
And then when we did Bel Air, I met Warren and Ben and we went for a ride and went bar hopping. And I just was like, man, these guys are super fun and super cool. And they, we were like talking about bikes and I was talking about, you know, like they had choppers and I was like, what's up with this? And what's up with that? And how come it doesn't have suspension? Is that weird? And like, what's up with these Springer front ends? And like, I don't understand that. And they're like, what's up with these flat track bikes? And like, what's up with, with road racing and what's up with Hondas? And like, what, you know, they, they had a million questions about all the other stuff. And so we were just like peppering each other with questions. And then I got on my first uh, Harley. It was just bulletproof. Like I was always messing around with old Hondas and old Yamahas and BMWs and like in the Sportster and the thing just runs every day, just starts right up. So I started getting more into Harleys and and really started discovering choppers and and that just led to this like massive love. And so I kind of, you know, I still have a lot of metric bikes, but now like most of my stable is all Harley Davidson stuff. My, my favorite bike is my 42 flathead uh, flat tracker. I just, I, I super got sold and it was just, it was a super natural thing for me. And it was such a huge awakening. And I really, to this day, like still enjoy it. And I know this is a Harley podcast, but it's like, I still think the workmanship and the quality and the reliability is like way more than I had ever imagined. This is like how Mama Tried started because then I started hanging out with Warren a lot. And we're doing Rockerbox, and Rockerbox is like it was a ride-in fest. We had no sponsors. Um, you know, we made the money for like the permits and the insurance uh, by selling beer, and and we were, and the beer was super cheap. And it was like it was just it wasn't a money maker. It was a lot, a lot, a lot of fun, and it, it just it couldn't get any more rowdy or bigger. And there just wasn't any more room for it on the street. And you know, the only neighborhood that would handle it was be river west so i was like okay i'm gonna hang it up and then i met warren i was like man i want to do an indoor show and he was like oh man indoor shows suck and i was like like what indoor shows i had never even heard of indoor shows and and he was like what do you what do you he was kind of like we just look at each other like what are you talking about and so he's like dude indoor shows suck and i was like well i don't even know what that is so i don't if i had an indoor show it wouldn't suck and he's like well, yeah, if we want to do it, if you want to do an indoor show, I do one with you, but it can't blow like all these other ones. I was like, all right, well, you tell me what not to do, and then let's just do that. And then that's kind of how it started. What other influences, aside from just, you know, the love of motorcycles, um, are a big part of why Mama Tried is the way it is? You know, that's a really good question. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I come from the same background as you, like punk stuff. I don't know, alternative lifestyle stuff. Uh, I've always been interested in art. And the motorcycle thing has been with me since I was a kid. The aesthetic was always just kind of like the way that I came at it was I had no example to go to go from. Like, I don't think I even knew about Born Free until like the third or fourth year. I'd never even heard of it. You know, it was it was really just like off the cuff of just like what kind of stuff that we were into. Print, I mean, I guess like, typography and branding and branding branding as like a that sounds like so corporate but like you know all the different ways of people doing identifying themselves like in print media um that has always appealed to me i was always i did a fanzine a long time ago i've always been into fanzines and magazines and books and like if you come to my house like it's just piles and piles of books and magazines everywhere so i guess maybe that was an influence but it was really me coming 
I think it really was like the synergy of Warren and I, Warren being like, dude, what's up with all this racing stuff? And me being like, dude, what's up with all this chopper stuff? And then the more we got to know each other and get into like ice racing together and riding choppers together, I really wanted to bring together like the, like all my racing friends because they're all fabric. Like if you're a racer, you're a fabricator. Like you, you know, you build frames or you alter your frame to make it better. You you're making your own clip-ons, you're making rear sets, you're every doesn't matter if it's like a flat tracker or a road racer or a high car, it's all fabrication. And, and so it's the same with the chopper world, right? Like with choppers, you're cutting up your bike to make it the way that you want to maybe more for aesthetics than performance, but, and everybody's got their own ratio of aesthetic versus performance. I just wanted to get like the racer guys in the same room with the chopper guys and have them have beers together and just be like, Hey man, how did you do that? And like, Hey man, how did you do that? And like, see that they're basically doing the same things, but just in a coming at it from a completely different direction. You know, to that point, I think um, that's one thing that I've always loved about, you know, this show specifically. Well, one, it was one of the first shows that I ever actually got to go to. Like my, I'd say mom and tried was probably my first real indoor motorcycle show being exposed to all of those different types or segments of motorcycles in one room and being able to, like you said, go from race bike that's all tricked out and, you know, aluminum hand pounded fairing and, and all that stuff and check that out right next to, you know, some knucklehead um, that's, you know, got some huge spring around it and, and just kind of dive into all these intricate little things that the builder did, whether it be for performance aesthetics or just like creative art pieces that they incorporated into it and just get like a sensory overload for all the things that we should all be loving about motorcycles. That's what I really, I really fell in love with that show specifically because of, of that. How long has the show been going on? And then how long has Harley Davidson been um, the title sponsor? Harley has been the title sponsor since day one. Um, this will, this show would have been our seventh that kind of got derailed in March, but yeah, Harley has been with us since the very beginning, since, since the first day it's, it's really rad in a couple different ways. Like, first of all, like people who don't live in Milwaukee have to understand that when you grow up in Milwaukee, Harley Davidson is just another company like Pat's Blue Ribbon or Schlitz or, you know, Blatt's or, uh, or Rex Nord or Briggs and Stratton. Like it's just a local company. It's like, so for us, it was super rad. Like, Oh cool. A local company wants to be involved in this, you know, in this show. And it's a motorcycle company. That's awesome. I know that sounds, that probably sounds super ridiculous, but it's honestly like that, like, wow. And it's kind of been that simple. And we still consider, Harley Davidson, you know, as like big supporters because like they're local. Um, I think our other big, I know the only other sponsor from our first year was Miller High Life. So it's like we had these two local companies that wanted to be involved and in this little teeny show idea that we had. And, you know, we've been super grateful because if it wasn't for them and, and all the people that came, like, you know, who knows, it might've just died, you know, crib death, like the first year, but so speaking on like this year is supposed to be the seventh year, obviously, you know, me, man, we were talking, I flew back in from Daytona that day and like you were blowing up my phone and we got on the phone and you're like, man, I, th I think we got to pull the plug. Like the government's shutting us down. I just want to kind of talk about, yeah, we all know that currently 2020 has been pretty lame, but um, I guess that's kind of where 
Harley came out with this no show idea. You know, we wanted to, we saw that all of the shows that we really loved were going through some hard times. We saw a lot of the builders that we've always, you know, respected and, and, and that we look forward to seeing their new stuff come out also going through a hard time and not really having a place to show it. And that was kind of the idea behind this whole no show that Harley's putting on um, was to shine a light on that, that culture, that moto culture, and also to kind of just support, you know, the guys that we've been a partner with for multiple years, like mom tried born free congregation. What do you think of the show concept that we came up with? I think it's really cool because this is what we, you know, this is what we got. It's like, we are not able to put to put on a regular show at this point. I mean, who knows what it's going to be like, you know, a month from now or three months from now. But I think that people have gotten used to the idea of all kinds of things being something that you experience through your computer and, you know, by yourself. I know that sounds like three months ago, people have been like, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard of. But now people totally get that that's like a reality and like the best way to experience things like with the way things are right now. So I think it's a super killer idea because there were so many cool bikes that were going to be shown at Mama Tried. Um, you know, when we had to call the show on that Thursday, like half of them were already in the building and the other half were like in transit on the way. And a lot of the stuff hadn't been shown before you know, from builders who had worked really, really hard on hard deadlines and like stayed up late to, and, you know, poured all their money into it to get these builds done. And then the whole thing kind of get, the whole thing gets called off and it was like a huge, huge bummer. It's been a huge, it's a huge bummer for everyone, not just the builders, but uh, I think it's just a really cool way to at least give, like shine a little light on these guys that put so much heart and soul into their bikes and I'm super grateful for the opportunity to be a part of it. I got a last one last question for you and it's a little deeper, but I want to, I've been asking all of uh, all the guys that I've been talking to from the shows uh, this question before, before we jump off. And that's, you know, what does riding mean to you and, and what do you most love about riding? When it's such a part of your everyday existence, it's kind of hard to put a, I don't get to ride every day. You know, it's like we live in Wisconsin, so we really only get like four or five months of riding time in. And even then I don't ride every day. Um, I think about motorcycles probably every third or fourth second. But if I could encapsulate, how would I, there's something about like that sensory overload of, you know, it just blows all your synapses like wide open and just gets your brain like flown in a way that, I don't know. I th- just think it's like the most soulful, perfect thing to do. So for me, that's that's really it. It's just uh, right when everything just seems so frustrating and lame in life, you can get on your bike and go rip around for an hour and it all just goes away. So to me, I guess that's it. 